Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest crop report from Saskatchewan Agriculture. Seeding is virtually complete at 99%, but some are receding due to insect pressure. We have an interesting story on the therapeutic use of farm animals for traumatic health issues. We talk with the Executive Director of Clean Farms about recycling empty plastic farm chemical containers. And the Grain Commission announces canary seed will be included in the Canada Grain Act on August 1st. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. The latest Saskatchewan crop reports is seeding is virtually complete across the province at 99%. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says seeding is ahead of the five-year average of 97% for this date. Yeah, this past week, uh, we're virtually virtually finished uh, in the province with 99% of the crop now seeded. Um, you know, that's slightly ahead of our five-year average of uh, 97%. And then it's 99% complete um, in all regions across the province. And just the last few fields to be seeded are, are looking like green feed and other crops for silage. Was there any rain this past week? Yeah, the, the majority of rain was experienced in the northern half of the province, and uh, that was due to a thunderstorm that rolled through. And, you know, fortunately it brought some rain, but also some strong winds and hail. So hopefully the damage wasn't too bad. It sounds like it, um, it wasn't too awful, but the Gando uh, area received the most with 40 mils of rain, and then Kinestino with uh, 37, Rothburn with 32, Sunningdale with 27, and Duck Lake and Spruce Home with 23 mils. So, you know, a little bit of rain there, and uh, that'll help. And then the southern half of the province also saw some localized showers, but the ranges of rain went from, you know, 2 mils up to 12 mils. So not a lot of rain in the south, but, uh, you know, it's raining today and it rained again on Tuesday, so that's looking promising. What is the topsoil moisture rating? Uh, It fell from the previous week, and for cropland, it's 0% surplus, 56% adequate, 40% short, and 4% very short. Hay and pasture is sitting at 0% surplus, 35% adequate, 53% short, and 12 very short. And these, you know, these dry conditions are continuing to delay uh, pasture and hay growth. 
and you know emergence of you know canola and flax. But with the pasture and hay growth, the big concern there is you know what the yield of average you know for hay with the the average yield is going to be. Uh, you know, looking into just looking into the future. You know, if into the winter, is there going to be enough hay going forward? And how is crop development? I mean, it's slightly delayed, uh, which is not surprising, you know, with the cool weather we had in the early spring and the short uh, moisture conditions. But 18% of the fall cereals are reported to be in the shop blade stage with 18% heading. 51% of spring cereals are emerging, 38% are tillering, 42% of canola is emerging, uh, and 40% is in the seedling stage. Uh, along with 30% of the flax being in the seedling stage. And then finally, 49% of the pulses are emerging and 45% of pulses are in the vegetative stage. So with, you know, with the rain that we're having and another nice hot week, uh, we'll see them progress very fast. What were the main causes of crop damage this past week? Damage this week was strong winds, uh, you know, dry soil conditions as always. Um, the biggest factor this week uh, that came out of the report was insects like flea beetle. There's been quite a few infestations across the province and, and farmers are very actively spraying right now. And there's been a little bit of reseeding due to flea beetle damage uh, across all areas of the province. So the reseeding is across all areas. Um, is spraying across all areas? Yeah, yeah, general uh, spraying is general across the province as well when weather permits. You know, if with the wind picks up, they can't spray, um, but everyone's getting out there to to keep the flea beetles down. And crops are developing well. Yeah, they're. I mean, development is uh, as best as it can be uh, with the circumstances we had in the early spring. But with the moisture we've received in the last two weeks or so uh, and the heat we've had, things are looking really good. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. Horses and, and other animals on the farm can be a great therapy for health and trauma issues. A Saskatoon athlete has hopes of qualifying for the 2024 Paralympic Games in 2024. Tanya Shevchenko had a right leg below knee amputation in 2017 after a tumor destroyed her ankle. As part of the recovery process, she restarted a childhood passion of riding horses. Tanya spent time at Erin McCormick at Equilibrium Therapeutic Riding. She has about 90 students uh, a week that she teaches, and those are riders from with all sorts of abilities and disabilities, autism, social anxiety, muscular dystrophy, um, amputees, cerebral palsy, you name it. So she's a therapeutic coach, but she's also a competition coach as well. Um, and she's probably the best uh, coach that I've ever worked under. The knowledge that this woman has and the talent and the eye that she has is incredible. In 2018, Shevchenko changed from therapeutic riding to competitive training after hearing a presentation from the Canadian national team coach. From there, it was riding one day a week therapeutic purposes to training three, four days a week um, on another one of changing horses that I was leasing from her and really diving into the, the training and training for sport and not training for therapy any longer. Tanya talks about her upcoming schedule. My goal this year is to get out and compete and earn the scores that are needed, the national scores that are needed. So these have to be equestrian Canada sanctioned shows and I have to get scores above 65 
um, at a few different venues in order to have the scores to qualify. And that will, the goal at the end of the year is to make the first tier of the Canadian national team, uh, the the para team. So that would be the talent ID squad. And I can do that with just having, going to these Canadian national shows. And I've got about six of them lined up for this summer. Next winter, the plan is to do the show circuit in Florida to gain international scores and experience. Shevchenko has a video and a website for her supporters to follow. It's www.tanyashevchenko.com. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Hey, Kara Oosterhuis here with realagriculture.com. I had the opportunity to catch up with Autumn Barnes, who's an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. Autumn and I chatted about plant establishment in your canola crop, some of the target populations you're going to want to hit, what sorts of things you are looking for at this time of the year when you are out there and you're counting plants. Check out the conversation now. Yeah, so really just excited that anybody would be out in their field looking at canola establishment. Um, it might not be the most glamorous job tromping around in a field and counting plants. It might seem basic to some, but it's actually a really important piece um, to understand, you know, how many seeds you're putting in the ground, how many are coming up and why. Um, we know that canola is a premium input or canola seeds a premium input. It is not a cheap thing to buy. And so we really need to treat it like the premium input that it is. So uh, account for, for every seed. So what what we'd like to see this time of year um, as canola is coming up out of the ground um, to, to go out take a look find any areas where there's missing plants try and figure out why sometimes it's just because you haven't left enough time for it to pop out of the ground um, you know some sometimes it's moisture sometimes uh, you know the ground's been cold you seeded deep um, perhaps you had your, your too much seed place fertilizer so there's lots of different reasons so this time of year it's really about getting out you know scouting weeds uh, you know and trying to understand the, the plants as they're coming out or coming up out of the ground. Um, seedling disease, especially as we're getting a little bit cooler and wetter right now, maybe more of an issue. Herbicide carryover issues, in, especially you know in parts of the prairies that have been really dry, especially on lower organic matter soils. Um, something to be on the lookout for sure. And then as those seedlings get bigger past that two to four leaf stage, usually after your herbicide application, um, get out and actually start recording your plant uh, establishment numbers. So that's when you'd have your, your plant count hoops or rings and, and toss them and then go and actually count um, the number of plants you have and record that. And so we actually have a new tool this year called Canola Counts um, that I will shamelessly promote now um, that uh, is going to be mapping plant density and emergence across the prairies. And so, yeah, we hope everybody gets out in their fields. You enter, it's, it's really easy. You can do it right, right through the field. So actually I could do it right here without my phone. Um, enter my contact info, auto-locate myself. And then if I'm gonna be entering information for a number of different fields or a number of different farmers, I can name my fields and farms if I want. Um, then I just enter my plant density. Um, I'll calculate my emergence and I hit submit. It takes about 60 seconds. So um, we're really excited about it. It's the first time we've, we've tried crowdsourcing data before and uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to it and the data that comes from it. 
So how do producers, uh, like obviously you said they can do it on their phone, but how do they, is it at canolacouncil.com or where do they find it? Yeah, so they go to canolacounts.ca. It's housed on the Canola Calculator uh, site as well. So depending on how you want to go, but canolacounts.ca. And, you know, the tool in one part is about collecting this data so we can we can annually map emergence and density over the prairies. But, uh, you know, an equal part, it's also so that we can encourage everybody to get out and count plants and make it part of their, their regular routine in the springtime. So why Walk me through the process. You're going out to your field right now for maybe a new grower that's never gone out and kind of really scouted canola. What what sorts of things are you going to be looking out for? Like pests you're thinking? Well, or any sort of, you know, you're looking at, you're looking for anything on the leaves or anything that would indicate that it might not be coming up to the same, what you're hoping it'll come up to. Yeah, so discoloration of the leaves. Canola is a really fun plant in that it likes to change color when it's upset. Um, so discoloration of the leaves, discoloration of the stems, you know, red, purple generally means canola is unhappy. Um, also look for feeding notches from things like cutworms and flea beetles. And those plant count hoops or plant count rings are actually a really nice way to try and get a little bit more... Um, I guess reality in flea beetle numbers sometimes our eyes get drawn to the worst part of the field and we'll go and we'll count and see oh my gosh like you know this area around the entrance is just awful for flea beetle what am I going to do but if you have a hoop or a ring or something with you you can toss it'll actually get you a more realistic average um, anyways yeah so flea beetles cutworms um, any discoloration that could be due to you know anything from cold stress to herbicide carryover um, seedling disease things like that seedling diseases that turn into like a girdling root will turn the the canola a little bit of a shade of blue yeah lots of lots of things to look at i don't think it's ever boring walking through a canola field this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com it's your agro weather forecast on the source 620 ckrm the official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy sky today, wind southeast 40, gusting to 60, the high 25. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms, risk of a severe thunderstorm and windy, the low 11. Friday, rain, wind west 40, gusting to 60, increasing to 60, gusting to 80. The high 20, the low 8 degrees. Saturday, sunny, the high 26, the low 14. Sunday, sunny, the high 30, the low 17. Monday, sunny, the high 32, the low 19. Tuesday, sunny, the high 36, the low 19. Wednesday, sunny sky, the high 31. Normal high is 23, the normal low is 9. The sun rose at 4.47 this morning. It sets at 9.09 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Weyburn, is at 23 degrees. The cold spot, up north, south uh, Collins Bay, at 9 degrees. On the roundup, Estevan is 22, Saskatoon, 19, Swift Current, 16. Weyburn once again, the hotspot in Saskatchewan at 23, Yorkton is 16. Regina, cloudy and 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 58, gusting to 82. Humidity, 72%, the barometer falling 100.7. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 20. Winds are from the east-southeast, 44, gusting to 60. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. 
Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Saskatchewan farmers are recycling more and more plastic containers. The executive director for Clean Farms, Barry Friesen, says there is a significant rise in the amount of discarded farm chemical containers going to collection sites for recycling. Well, we've announced that uh, we've achieved 76% recovery of all small containers uh, for for pesticides and fertilizers in Canada. And that is uh, traditionally the main container is a 10-liter high-density polyethylene plastic container. And uh, that's uh, the the main delivery agent of these materials. And farmers have returned 76% of them, which is a new record for Canada. It's tremendous. And for a a program that is virtually voluntary in most of the country, it's uh, almost, it's really unheard of to get that higher recovery rate. Why do you think it is such a high rate this past year? Well, I think it's it's a number of factors. First of all, it's the fact that the program has been in operation since 1989, and, you know, it's slowly been creeping up to higher and higher recovery rates. But the other thing, uh, the second thing is the fact that we're collecting more materials. For instance, we've been operating pilot programs across the country, particularly in, in the prairies, to collect grain bags and twine. And, in fact, it's now mandatory that the grain bag recycling program in Saskatchewan operates. And I think it's one of these sort of rising tide lifts all boats as farmers are now separating other materials for recycling, they say, well, if I wasn't doing those containers in the past, maybe now I should start, or maybe now I should do more. And in fact, uh, some of our research has shown that over 90% of the farmers are participating, just some of them not all the time, which is why we only have 76%. So as we add more programs, we're getting our existing ones are starting to rise as well. So this is really good. And there's a third factor as well, Jim, is the fact that uh, I think Canadians, farmers in particular, recognize that plastic is a challenge for us in the environment. And we want to keep it out of the natural environment. Plastic is a great product. Let's just reuse it and recycle it as many times as we can. If we, we not only help uh, improve the, environmental, the, the environment by not littering or burning it in, in the environment, but we also create jobs by recycling it right here at home. And what is it recycled into? Uh, right now, most of the, the plastic containers are recycled into farm drainage tiles. So it's a great story for agriculture because we use that material right back on the farm. And uh, we're also working on programs to put it into other other things. The holy grail for recycling is to make a, a, a new thing out of the old product and uh, we're working on we're hoping that in the future and we're working on this right now so that we can make new containers out of the old containers in fact they've been doing it in brazil for the last 10 years so we know that we can do it here in canada tell me about the saskatchewan recycling plan for 2021 where and when and just what uh, products are being recycled in saskatchewan this year so for this year uh, this is really exciting because we not only have our small container program uh, that's any any container under 23 liters, 
both pesticide and fertilizer uh, containers can be taken right back to the retail location. Virtually every retail in Saskatchewan that has sold the product will take them back and we will pick them up. Bulk containers as well, anything over 23 litres, all the way up to a 1,000 litre IBC that has contained uh, pesticide and most fertilizer products can be taken right back to the retail. We have a grain bag recycling program, which is available. It's mainly at uh, municipal sites. You'd have to go onto our website at cleanfarms.ca to find out more or call us and we can uh, we can give you information about uh, where the site is nearest you. So that's uh, for, for recycling. We also have, uh, we're piloting a seed and pesticide bag program and this hasn't been available in the past, and there's a couple of hundred retail locations that will take those back. Go to our website, cleanfarms.ca, to find out the nearest site, the uh, site nearest you, and uh, so farmers can take those materials back. We give out uh, for the the small bags and for the small containers. We get through the retail locations. We give out collection bags, very large collection bags that they can put put these smaller materials into. So it's convenient for them to throw into their pickup and get, get them right back into the retail location where we, we will pick it up and recycle those products. Last year, Clean Farms collected over 2,500 tons of grain bags from Saskatchewan farmers. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment is of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And SMHI. Farmers get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers insuring farmers, municipalhail.ca. The Canadian Grain Commission says canary seed will soon be designated as an official grain under the Canada Grain Act. The head of communications at the commission, Remy Gosselin, says canary seed will be covered by the federal agency at the start of the new crop year. What's well, about benefiting grain producers? There have been over the years uh, quite a few public uh, failures of uh, licensed grain companies. Unfortunately, uh, canary seed was not one of the crops that were covered under our uh, payment uh, protection program. So now with these changes that are announced uh, today, uh, grain producers will benefit uh, from the same rights, uh, services, and protections on their canary seed uh, deliveries as they do on other regulated grains. Outline those rights and services that farmers will enjoy or benefit from. So there, there's four that come to mind that are very important. The first one is the right to have their canary seed assessed for grade and dockage uh, using official grade standards at the time of delivery. Next important one is subject to, so in the event of a dispute on their grain assessment, uh, they will be able to appeal to the Canadian Grain Commission. Another key one is payment protections under the Canadian Grain Commission Safeguard for Grain Farmers Program. So they will now be eligible for compensation in the event of non-payment. And then finally, uh, access to uh, no-fee quality assessments as part of the Canadian Grain Commission's uh, Harvest Sample Program. And this was done following consultations? Correct. We consulted with the sector back in uh, uh, last year, and there's 28 registered canary seed buyers in Canada. And the Canadian Grain Commission has already licensed 25 of these companies as they handle other uh, regulated grains. So based on the the data that we gathered, licensed companies already accounted for approximately 99% of canary seed purchases uh, last year alone. So in terms of cost to the sector, we expect the cost to be quite low. 
and this then ensures coverage. You said it was because there had been some failures, some grain companies went under and then farmers didn't get paid? Yeah, correct. And the last one that comes to mind is Ilta Green. While while farmers are paid for deliveries for other grains that are regulated by the Green Commission, they were left high and dry on, on canary seed because canary seed was not covered un, under the Canada Green Act. This is all effect of the new crop year. Are there any other major changes August 1st? Well, I mean, there's there's changes coming uh, August 1st as it relates to the CGCP, but this is unrelated in terms of proposals. I think that the key uh, take-home point here is that the proposal is widely supported as it relates to canary seed by grain producers, given it would provide them with payment protection in the event of financial failures. And this, of course, you said won't cost the grain companies a great deal because most of them are already covered by the Grain Commission. Correct. It's anticipated that licensed companies are going to be required to adjust security posted to the CGC for canary seed uh, liabilities incurred to producers, but the administrative costs are expected to be low because uh, 99.5% of canary seed purchases are already made by CGC licensed companies. Remy Gosselin is the head of communications at the Canadian Grain Commission. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Canola fell 3.30 at 7.32.47. One red spring wheat went up 335 at 31952. The rest unchanged at Durham at 31783. Feed barley 26465. Flax 70194. Lentils 76050. Oats 21653. Yellow peas 33776. Feed wheat 23884. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, spring wheat rose nine and three quarter cents at 774 a bushel it's the livestock reports on the source 620 ckrm the livestock quotes are brought to you by the weyburn livestock exchange call weyburn 842-4574 and now the latest quotes good afternoon this is the yorkton heartland livestock mark report for the week of june the 9th 360 head in the sort 515 cows and bulls a total of 875 head for the week this was our last pre-sort of the spring. At this time, I would like to say thank you to all of the Heartland staff for all of your hard work. We finished our 38th pre-sort sale. A job well done to you all. Thank you. What a sale we had on our bulls, cows and bulls here yesterday. D1, D2 cows, 98 to 108. Sales to 109, 110. D3 cows, 88 to 98. The cows are averaging 99.50. Had a set of cows in Buchanan area, 1,600-pound cows at 110.75. Another set from Camsack, 1,600-pound cows at 111. And a set of cows from Dauphin area, 1,700-pound cows at 112. Good bulls, 108 to 118, sales to 119, 120. A couple of bulls from the Kenora area, 2,400 pounds at 123.75. On to the pre-sort sale, 425-pound steers, 249. 500 pounders, 243, 550 pound steers, 238, 650 is 225. My favorite pen, 710 pound steers, 204. 775 pound steers, 202. 850 pound steers, 185, and 950 is at 171. On the heifer side, 
550-pound heifers, 185, 650s, 178, 710-pound heifers at 175, 775-pound heifers, 165. Here's some black replacement-type heifers, 850 pounds at 162. Starting next week, our regular sale starts, which means receiving on Tuesday from 8 to 8, and on sale days, we start off at 8 in the morning selling cows and bulls, and at 11 o'clock, we sell the pairs. Next week, we have 40 cow-calf pairs listed. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton, and don't forget about Father's Day weekend. Treat your dad. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And the latest pork prices quote for Brandon Mooshaw plants, it's 245.66 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report brought to you by the Perry Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. This week's rain showers have brought relief to some dry areas. Mar 10 and Krista Mulder, southeast of Yorkton near Saltcoats, run a regenerative grazing operation with about 730 cows on just under 2,000 acres. Their farm received about half an inch of rain. I think because we've been managing this way for the last two years that our pastures are actually in pretty good condition. The The moisture is always welcome and uh, we were looking at probably destocking a little bit if we didn't get some moisture, but yeah, it's, it's a blessing, that's yeah. for sure. Mulder describes his grazing program. Well, we want to mimic the way that uh, nature did it way back when with the, uh, the bison. So come in with a lot of uh, weight, stock density, and uh, graze everything down and then in a short period and then have a very long rest period for everything to regenerate and regrow. At Saltcoats, rainfall total was about six-tenths of an inch of rain. The Tuesday night rainfall event spun off a low-pressure system in North Dakota. The system spread westward. Moose Jaw, for example, with almost 38 millimeters. Valmarie in the southwest corner got 14.8 millimeters. Winyard 19 at Foam Lake about half an inch. On the markets, the TSX is up 53 points at 20,056. The Dow has gained 137 points at 34,584. Oil is unchanged at 69.96 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has gained 13 one-hundredths of a cent at 82.69 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.